Boys, welcome back. Episode 104, not 105. Screwed the intro up the first time I tried it. We're back. Episode 104 of the Booth Review Podcast. Exciting, exciting episode because today is the NFL season recap. We finally made it through 18 weeks of the NFL season. We've been waiting since late July, early August to record this episode. We have tons to talk about. Sunday Night Football. Game of the year. Our season predictions we're finally getting back around to. We're going to react to those and see how close or not close we were to correctly predicting how the season was going to unfold. And then, of course, we have the playoffs next week. And we have a national championship tonight. Lots and lots of football going on. Before we get into all of it, Seth, how's it going, fella? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, You know, we, we had a pretty entertaining game last night um that we did so yeah um you know i was pretty i loved that game it was great it was so much fun to watch definitely the best game of the year not much has changed for me um as far as like since yesterday like i'm right. still yeah, we doing recorded the yesterday. same right so it's like i don't have much else to say yeah yeah um yeah i mean we recorded an episode yesterday so Life hasn't changed that much. I still have COVID. Seth is still Seth. So, uh, I mean, why don't we just get into it? Because we have a lot to talk about. Let's start with that Sunday night football game. Because there's a lot to unpack from that game. Um, I obviously have my feelings about certain things. But for starters, let's just say game of the year. Like, I think it was, right? It had Had to be. Had to be. Given the circumstance of you know the winner goes to the playoffs or they tie and they both go to the playoffs like Steelers fans are anxiously watching that game as it goes to overtime I would just like to point out if you listen to the podcast yesterday we were fucking kicking ourselves when that game went to overtime because we literally said and I quote if the Jags beat the Colts we're hammering that game to go to overtime. What did you say? Plus 1,100 or something like that before it, the game It was started? plus 1,100 during the game. I don't remember what it was before the game. I don't think it was much different before the game. I, I'd assume it was somewhere around there because that's usually what the go overtimes are, like you know, somewhere over 1,000, but not, it's not too far over 1,000. And that game goes to overtime, and I was fucking kicking myself because – my dumbass forgot to bet on go overtime. Yes. And as did Seth. So here we are potentially, especially with my Jags money line pick that I didn't bet on. We could have potentially been a lot richer than we were yesterday, but we're not. So sadness has fallen over the TBR podcast today because what an opportunity missed by us. We'll get them next time though. It's all good. There will be other overtime games. Um, let's talk about the actual game. I have a question for you because immediately after that game ended, the keyboard warriors were alive and well on Twitter and they were calling out Brandon Staley for calling that timeout on the third down or whatever before the, the Raiders were going to run the play. Do you think that that cost the Chargers the game? See, I, I think it's crap just because if I'm – the Raiders, 
right? So here, here's the thing. If I am the Chargers, I don't care if I win that game or tie that game because regardless, I'm the sixth seed. My seed does not change based on whether or not I win that game, right? But if you're the Raiders, you're either the five if you win or the seven if you tie, which means that you're either playing the Bengals or you're playing the Chiefs. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather, and this is no shade to the Bengals because I think they're a great football team who have a chance to win multiple playoff games this year. But that being said, if I am the Raiders, I would much rather be playing Cincinnati in Cincinnati than the Chiefs in Kansas City. So if I am the Raiders, I'm going to win that game, you know, no matter what, like I am doing my best to win that game. So I think regard, like, I think that it's crap. Anyone who thinks that him calling the touchdown actually changed the mentality of the Raiders is like, that's, I think that's ridiculous. The Raiders were close enough and you heard, you heard their coach say it, right? Once they got into field goal range, that changed things. If they had gotten stopped on fourth down, they would have just run out the clock. Right. If if they had if they hadn't gotten that big run by Jacobs that put them in the middle of field goal range, they would they never would have gone for the field goal. They would have just gone for the tie and let it happen. Right. Um, but since they got that big run, then they were in field goal range, and then that changes things. So that's the only thing. Like I think it's granted. I think that Staley made a lot of bad calls in that game. I don't think calling the time. I thought the calling the timeout was weird, but I didn't think that it was a decision that really you could say like cost them the game right it was certainly an interesting call and i understand he explained it after the game and i understand where he was coming from he was saying we wanted to force them to run a play basically and he said we didn't think we had the personnel on the field to defend the run because he assumed that they were going to run the ball in that situation and not take the risk of an incomplete pass or an interception so he said we didn't think we had the right personnel on the field we wanted to get our our strongest 11 guys on the field to defend the run and they did that and they still weren't able to stop Josh Jacobs. He gets them into field goal range. That changes the whole complexion of the outcome of the game. What I found interesting was that immediately after that game, everybody became a lip reading connoisseur because I saw numerous people on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok who thought that they could translate conversations between players that they were seeing on the TV and create these bullshit scenarios in their head where the Chargers ask the Raiders if they're going to take a knee, if they were going to take a knee, and the Raiders saying, yeah, we were. There's a clip of Austin Eckler talking to, I think it's Max Crosby or some defensive end. I don't remember who it is. It's after the game. They're all like, you know, at midfield talking to each other. And Austin Eckler says something to him. Nobody on the face of this planet can make out what he says. Like, Mm -hmm. I've watched the video 30 fucking times, and you can't make out what he says. But the translation that some genius lip reader was able to come up with was, were you guys going to take a knee? And the Raiders player who's like basically facing the other way away from the camera, you can barely see his lips, goes, yeah, we were going to take a knee. And Austin Eckler says, damn, that conversation didn't happen. 
I, yeah. I will be the first to tell you that that is not what was said during that conversation. It absolutely was not. I mean, I don't know all these people. And then people, it's just another example of people creating these false narratives and running with it. I see on, someone was like, oh, fire Brandon Staley for calling the timeout. And someone said, Austin Eckler asked Derek Carr after the game if they were going to take a knee. And Carr said, yes, we were. It's like, first of all, no, he didn't. Second of all, not even Derek Carr in the video. This is not confirmed by anybody at all. Like, even the Raiders coach said, he was like, yeah, them taking the timeout definitely changed things. But he was like, we were going to run a play. We were going to run that same play. He was like, we weren't playing for the tie. Basically, he was like, yeah, the timeout allowed us to kind of take a step back and call a better play, see the personnel that they had on defense, give us more time to come up with something to get us in a field goal range. He's like, so yes, the timeout had an impact on the game, but he was like, we weren't playing for a tie at that point. And right. if, if you want to bitch about Brandon Staley calling a timeout, go ahead, do it. I don't care. Yeah, it's a questionable call. But don't for one second say that that cost you any sort of playoff seating at all no. or any sort of opportunity to be in the playoffs. You lost – first of all, that's the guy that got you there. Without Brandon Staley, this team isn't in this position because for the past several years, they've had Anthony Lynn who just loses football games, and that's that. Right. The fact that – first of all, I admire Brandon Staley's aggressiveness on fourth downs and on two-point conversions. Listen – he's the reason that you were in that game in the first place. He made some, yes, some questionable fourth down calls here and there. But at the end of the day, you guys were down by two plus scores with single digit minutes left. Like time was ticking on the clock in the fourth quarter and and he manages to get you back in that game because he's an aggressive play caller. Like he always has been. He's notorious for being aggressive on fourth down hurry up offense getting right to the line going for it on two-point conversions and having these unique play calls like that's who he is if you want to blame anything for you not making the playoffs blame losing to the texans by double digits a couple weeks ago yeah blame losing to the broncos you know blame being down by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to a team that you played better than i'm not the only one who thinks the chargers were the better team last night the better team no. did not win last night. The Chargers looked way better than the Raiders did. So if you want to blame anybody, blame the fact that you weren't good enough. You were the better team and still lost the game. And it's not because of a fucking timeout called in overtime. I will tell you that for damn sure. Go Beat the fucking Texans. Beat the Broncos. Don't lose to the Patriots. Then maybe we'll talk. But don't blame your head coach and call for him to be fired. Because he called a timeout to try and give your defense a chance. That's, that's the most casual, pathetic thing I could have heard from Chargers fans after that game. I was, I was pissed for Brandon Staley because I actually appreciate him as a coach. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, it just doesn't – I don't understand the hate. Like, there, there, were, there were things in that game that I was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done that. But, you know, it's, it's – you can't blame it all on this game. It's your fault for even being in this situation, right? Like when people like to blame the refs, that's what I say. I'm like, well, your fault for putting it in their hands, right? You, if you want to win, don't put it in the hands of the refs, take it, you know, yourself and figure it out. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't know. I was just it, it was such a good game and it was so fun to watch. And like as a Patriots fan, you wanted the Chargers to I mean, some Patriots fans didn't want the Chargers to win, but I wanted the Chargers to win because I would have rather played the Bengals in the first round um than the Bills. Uh and it was a fun game to watch. I really think just given the circumstance, it, it was the game of the year. Um there was a uh someone who I was commenting with back and forth last night on like a Patriots fan page everybody in the comments was like go Chargers go Chargers go Chargers and someone was like why the fuck do you want the Chargers to win and we're like because we'd rather play the Bengals and they're like the Bengals are the hottest team in the NFL right now that's what they said okay I disagree with that reasoning but honestly don't give a fuck who we play right because here's the thing realistically <laughs> well so here's but here's the thing right I don't care if we win one game. I don't care. Like, I, like, I don't care if we lose. Like, how do I wear this properly? I don't think it, there's a difference between us playing the Bills week one of the playoffs or Cincinnati week one of the playoffs because I don't care if we beat Cincinnati week one just to lose in week two, right? Like, eventually, in order to get to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to play somebody that is going to be either the Bills or better than the Bills. So if you play the Bills week one and lose to the Bills, that means that if you played Cincinnati and beat Cincinnati, you weren't going to beat the next team that you played or you weren't going to beat the, the Bills when you saw them or any team that beat the bills because if you weren't good enough to beat the bills you weren't good enough to beat anyone who beats the bills or the bills right so like you weren't going to make it to the super bowl so it like if the whole reasoning behind people which i agree i would much rather be facing cincinnati over the bills if i had to take a choice right like right. if you're like you know but first round do i care no because at some in the if you're if we're talking a first round matchup you're gonna have to face somebody better than them at some point down the road anyway. Now, if we're getting down to, you know, the divisional round, say, you know, say we win this week against the Bills, right? We, we're gonna play, realistically, we're going to be playing Tennessee in the next week, right? Yeah. Say we beat Tennessee, and I'm watching that other game, and it's the Chiefs against either the Bengals or the Raiders, right? I would rather see the Bengals or the Raiders beat the Chiefs, then the Chiefs beat the Bengals or the Raiders. Because at that point, now I'm in the AFC Championship game, right? And I know that I would rather see us play Cincinnati or the Raiders in the AFC Championship game because I think we have a better chance of beating them in the AFC Championship game than the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And then once you get past that, then it's, you know, you're rooting for a certain outcome in the NFC championship game, right? Like say that's the Buccaneers against who else the is Packers. in the playoffs? So, so, well, I mean, right. Buccaneers Packers is like, yeah, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like you're going to lose to either one of those teams probably. Huh. Um, well, I mean, eh, okay. We, we played close against the Buccaneers, but anyway, like say, say it's fine. Say it's the Packers and the freaking <laughs> Eagles, right? Like I'm rooting for the Eagles to be the Packers in that game because we have a way better shot of beating the Eagles there. But that's fine to do those splitting hairs when it comes down to your teams already in the AFC championship game or already in the Super Bowl. You don't split those hairs when it's not even the start of the playoffs yet because it doesn't matter in the first round who you play. You still have to beat whoever you play. 
And then even if you end up getting the easier opponent, you're going to have to play the harder opponent at some point. I don't care about my divisional or my wild card round matchup. I, I do not care because you're going to play someone better in the divisional round anyway. Yes, you probably are, but here's how I'm looking at it. Is for this New England Patriots team, I want the easiest path to the Super Bowl as I can get. If we're talking about this, first of all, I don't like people who go into the playoffs with the expectation that this team isn't going to do well, right? Like people who are already satisfied, like, oh, they made it to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Like if they lose this week, I don't care. Like, well, we're in the playoffs. Like, why don't we give it the old college try? And then once we get knocked out, be like, all right, that was impressive to make it and and try and see the silver lining. But the week before the game, don't be like, oh, we're going to lose anyway. Like, we should just be happy to be here. Like, what kind of fucking liberal mindset is that? No, we're coming and we're going to fucking play and we're going to win. So I would like to see this team have the easiest path to the Super Bowl as possible. And that path, I believe, comes in the form of playing the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round because they're the less experienced team. They have a banged up quarterback. They're way more inconsistent than the Bills are. And I don't think that their crowd is notorious for being a tough crowd to play in front of if you're a road team. Versus the, and we haven't seen them this year. Versus the Bills just beat the brakes off of, off of us at home, won the division. Yes, we won against them on the road, but in a game where the elements were you know, unpredictable and just worked in our favor somehow. They're the better team. They have the better quarterback. They have playoff experience because they've been for the past several years now uh, and were in the AFC Championship game last year. They're the team to beat. I would rather take my chances at the Bengals and most likely win that game and take the chance that the Raiders can bang up the Bills a little bit or give them a good game or pull off an upset or, you know, bring them to a close enough, dirty enough game to the point where if we have to face them in the next round, They've got injuries. They've, they've got a little wear and tear, more so than us. We're a healthier, more rested team because we had a cakewalk in the wild card round. I, I, yes, I understand, like, yeah, it doesn't matter who we play because we're going to have to play Buffalo anyway in all likelihood, which is fine. But when we're talking about who would you rather play in the first round, I yes. think it does matter. Who would you rather play? Like, if that the is the question, of course I would rather play Cincinnati but I don't care, right? Because I got to beat somebody that's going to be on Buffalo's level anyway. Yes, I get that. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter at the end of the day because we have to play them. What I was more taken aback by was the comment that the Cincinnati Bengals are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Which is just blatantly false because the hottest team in the NFL is arguably the Dolphins because they won eight straight games. And it's arguably any other team because the Bengals are not the hottest team in the NFL right yeah, now. Yeah, given the fact that they've lost multiple games recently and their quarterbacks injured and and they barely beat the Broncos. Yeah, like and they <laughs> they beat the Broncos fifteen to ten. Oh, so hot, so hot. Yes. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs, but like so have a lot of other teams this year. That doesn't qualify them as like the new team in the NFL. Remember when we did our fucking. Um, hot takes and we're like are the Bengals back this guy is a big Bengals are back kind of guy he's like oh they're so hot you'd much rather play the bills like dude i i would go as far as say the bills are the hottest team in the nfl right now 
like they're peaking at the right time. They look really good. They just beat an, a division opponent in us. They beat the brakes off the Jets yesterday. They beat the Falcons in a snowball. And they did everything they needed to do to win the division. They've looked really good. Josh Allen's looked really good. Like that that's the hottest team in the NFL right now, in my opinion, is probably the Bills. They've looked the best and they've won the most impressive games going into the playoffs. So like yeah. I don't know. Take a back seat to that. Um but I guess it doesn't matter now because we're playing against the Buffalo Bills. You mentioned the Dolphins. Let's talk about this quickly. Brian Flores was fired this morning. Interesting little shock, decision. Little bit not. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it, to me. It seemed like an odd decision, just because it felt like they were getting better. You know, the, all of a sudden they've put together two winning seasons. There's been all that question marks with Tua. They've been struggling to get consistency from their running backs. Their offensive lines had issues. Like that. In my, like, I don't think that any of their struggles were on him. I think that any struggles they had were on other people. And so in that sense, I think that it was a weird firing for sure. Definitely a weird firing. Um, And I, I can kind of understand the logic behind it. Here's what I don't subscribe to. The idea that he was at all successful in Miami. That, like, I saw people, like, defending him saying, like, this team just went on an eight-game win streak or, or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, after going on a seven-game losing streak, you know? Yeah. And the first seven were against hard teams, and the second seven were against, like, the bottom teams in the NFL and the Patriots. So I, that isn't an argument to me. Like, oh, they're on an eight-game win streak. It's like, yeah, after going one and seven, sure. Um, in no way do I think that this was a successful season in Miami. Um, and he, I, I don't think that it's his fault. Like, I don't, like, I think he's a really good coach and he's got a really good playbook. I mean, he, he was conditioned in new England and basically brought up under Belichick and, you know, the, the tree of the Belichick Patriots dynasty continued to grow with him going to Miami and like, yeah, he was a good coach, but I don't think you can defend this by saying like, he's been successful in Miami. I think he's been okay and yeah. like would probably be a good option on another team. I've heard Denver as a possibility. I've heard he and Deshaun Watson are like a package deal that Deshaun wanted to go to Miami because of Flores and now doesn't want to go because Flores is gone. So like maybe those two go to Denver together. I, I saw that Denver was asking to interview Gerard Mayo as well, oh. which is an interesting thing to yeah. keep an eye on. Currently a linebacker coach for the Patriots. He I mean, to, to lose him on the Patriots, like, I'd be, like, totally okay with that. Love Gerard Mayo. I mean, he's a good coach, but, like, yeah. that's fine. But from the Broncos' perspective, I've never been a big fan of hiring non-head coaches, OCs, or DCs as um, your new head coach. I agree. If you're looking for success, because that's a team that could have made the playoffs. Like, you're not in a rebuild. Well, I don't think it's a team that could have made the playoffs. I think they got lucky a couple of times. Their offense has a lot of holes. And we'll we'll get into this a little bit more when we're talking about the... um, But they were a team that pretty much down to the wire was still in it. They they were still, quote-unquote, in it. So I don't think they're like a rebuild team that's like, let's get this young, inexperienced coach in there. I think... 
like go after a guy who has experience and try and work with the the group that you have. Yeah, I mean they finished with what seven wins, eight wins, seven wins, seven. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I saw a lot of people saying like, "Oh, Flores." Yeah, maybe he shouldn't have gotten fired. A little premature. He's only been there for a couple seasons, um, and they haven't been like atrocious. They just maybe the expectations are high for for that team. With yeah, I guess, I guess they should be high if your franchise if if two if they believe two is their franchise quarterback, then yeah, I think the expectations should be higher than missing the playoffs as a slightly above five hundred team. Right. So I don't know. All right. Let's get into some tier rankings. We'll recap the whole season. And yeah, then, so... Yeah, so let's, let's do it. We've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm wearing an Eagles jersey. So, like, that should tell you. It's very rare for me to, during the NFL playoffs, to be in any other jersey other than a New England Patriots jersey. But this one means something. Yeah. So, let's do it. Let's, let's have some fun. Yeah, so I want to start with the Broncos because I feel like sure the Broncos are the team that we got the most hate for putting where we put them. And the biggest thing that we got from people – now, granted, we were not concerned about their defense. We never said that they had a bad defense. Granted, we didn't think that people – like, we thought that people were overrating their defense, but we never said that they had a bad, bad defense. We were more concerned about the offense, Right. And so we both had them in the four less wins category and they ended up in the seven to eight win category. Right. But the big thing that people kept on saying over and over and over again was they've got a top five defense. They've got a top three defense. The Denver Broncos were the 10th most penalized team in the NFL this year. The Denver Broncos gave up, the one sorry where are they like 15th least rushing yards that i think they were ranked 15th in rushing yards against granted tied for first place in rushing touchdowns against um but not even registering really on the turnovers they were lower middle they were in the lower 10 bottom 10 in the nfl in takeaways this year um and in total, I would say that they, you know, were probably around the 10th best defense. When you look at, you know, points against, they were, I think, eighth. No, sorry. So points against, they were third. But yards against, they were eighth, right? And then they were 15th against passing and eighth against rushing or something. So they had a solid rushing defense. That's for sure. But they were not, no, in no way were they a top five or top three defense this year. Um, so that was definitely an overreaction by a lot of people. Um, to kind of create a general thing, that was just the first thing that I wanted to get off the you know chest really quick. Um, so in total, I got 16 teams correct in their tiers. Brennan got 15. Um, so 50% rate for me, a little less than 50% for Brennan, which is like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, that seems kind of bad, right? But in context, when you look at it, so I got the only perfect division. I got the AFC East completely correct. Um, and then the second best was Willett. So actually, it's interesting. 
I got the only perfect division, but you got two divisions where you got three correct, and I only got one division where I got three correct. So interesting in that sense. Um, In total, um, so the average of tiers off so if you take in all 32 teams into account which means you got you count zero for a team that you got right one for a team that you were off by one tier two you know you get it right i was off by 0.72 tiers um per team and will it was off by 0.84 um and then as far as our division predictions go i went six and two will it went three and five um but overall a very strong showing statistically by us um our worst prediction was you under um rated the Bengals by three tiers i underrated them by two so so the the only time that we were more than two tiers off was you with the Bengals, which i don't think anybody was really giving us crap for the Bengals pick I think that most people didn't expect them to be particularly good this year, especially nobody knew what Joe Burrow was going to be like coming off the injury, right? right? So I don't think anybody really expects them to do as well as they did. But, you know, when you look through it, it's all ones and twos. Yeah. Um, So this post has been by far our most interacted with post ever, I think, Um, in terms of like, literal fan interaction and back and forth that we created which like i loved i couldn't get enough of this shit when we first did it i can't wait to do it again this year um but there was a lot said in the comment section of that post both good and bad we made some friends we made some enemies um and and that's what we're all about so i would just like to take the time to go through some of the comments that were written i've selected a, a whole handful here and Love I it. would just, I would just like to respond to each one individually and just see how it panned out for that person. Um, yes, this is a very biased segment because I'm not going to be pointing out the comments that actually were right and said that we were wrong on some things. We're just going to say it right now in one general statement that like, yeah, like I said yesterday on the whole like betting front, like we can't a thousand percent correctly predict everything. There were certainly some things that we had some insight too that we thought were going to go one way and didn't end up going that way. There are certain factors too. James Winston got hurt. Like I'm just going to throw that out there. I firmly believe the Saints would have gotten 14 plus wins had he not gotten hurt. I mean, they beat the fucking defending Super Bowl champions twice without him. Like, come on, that team had potential. Um, but yeah, we were definitely off on some teams, but for the most part, like I don't think we deserved all of the shit that we got because, no. like Seth said, we were we even like I said to Seth before the episode. We could have moved the tier like numbers too. So we could have said instead of four or less wins, maybe it's five or less or three or less. And then each tier grouping changes by a number and then some could be more correct or less correct, whatever. So like it really is just like perspective, you know, like it depends on how you, we chose to look at the NFL season. Um, And instead of trying to just give one exact number for every single team, like this is the amount of wins they're going to get. We tried to give ourselves some leeway, and even if we weren't in the right tier, like one or two wins off, that's that's pretty fucking good for a 17-game, 18-week NFL season uh, where right. a lot, lot of stuff happened. So let's dive into these comments because I've been waiting since we released this episode to do this. Okay. The first one comes from Izzy Rozzy Jr. 
he says, or she, I'm just going to call everybody he, um, unless I know for sure that it's not a he or they, they, them, because we have some binary, non-binary listeners as we found this out. This is true. 100. The most, All the true. most surviving, surviving, most surprising, most surprising, surprising fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Izzy Razi Jr. says, CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Brian Burns, top five os- offensive coordinator, Jeremy Chin, can't get past five wins. Bro, this page is a joke. Everyone in the comment section knows this. They got five wins, ass face. Second <laughs> comment, Larry Man 881913. I hate the Giants, but I know they're getting more than four wins, and the Eagles will be lucky to get five. The Giants got four, and the Eagles got nine, so fuck off. CJ Byron 15. This is a great one. The Giants had six wins last year while having the worst offense in the league. This year, they've only improved. How do you see them at four or less wins? Because we can see into the fucking future, you moron. I hated when everyone was like, this team got better in the offseason. How did they get worse? I don't know. You explain it to me. It's the fucking Giants. They got way worse. They couldn't get past four wins. Did you watch the game yesterday? Ugly. Well, so my, my thought on, on that specific comment is when we say that the team got better, but we think that, you know, they're going to be doing worse in a season, it's because um, the teams around them got better or their schedule this year is harder, right? Got so like harder. for the Giants, definitively got better on paper. Their team, when they added guys to the team, right? Like their roster should have been better this year. There's no doubt about that, right? Like I think that from a roster standpoint, their team was stronger this year than it was last year. But their schedule and the teams in their division got better. Right. That, that I agree with. I would argue that they didn't get better because, listen, I said it word for word on that podcast. I said, Kenny Galladay is not as good as everybody thinks he is. He was right. really good. He, he wasn't really good. Let's not give him credit where it's not deserved. He was a better than average receiver when Matthew Stafford was throwing him the ball in Detroit. And he goes to New York and everybody thinks that because he's getting a far worse quarterback and a far worse coach and a far worse offense – that he's going to be like the second coming of Cooper Cup. Um, and he's going to lead the league in receiving yards and receptions and touchdowns. And Seth, how many touchdowns did he have? Who, Kenny Galladay? Yeah. Well, I'll give you a hint. I have <laughs> it, as many more touchdowns than one? <laughs> in the NFL this year as Kenny Galladay did. I'll give you a hint. It's less than one and greater than negative one. <laughs> he got half. That a was ugly. Yeah, he got half a touchdown. Yeah, so fuck off. Oh, this one comes from a fan favorite. I think you can all guess who wrote this comment. Jerry! <laughs> Jerry Mahijas says, Eagles ain't getting more wins than the Giants or the Colts. They got more than the Giants. They got the same exact number as the Colts. The Eagles aren't winning more than three games, Jerry. Jerry, what went wrong there? Why? What was going through your head? What were you hoping to accomplish with this? I don't know. I, don't, I feel bad for Jerry. I don't want to keep 
I have like seven Jerry comments here. Uh, <laughs> and I feel bad. <laughs> I mean, I will point out just one quick thing. The, um, remember the NFL casuals account that mm-hmm. created the post and tagged us? Yeah, that post doesn't exist anymore, and I can't even find the account. The account probably doesn't exist. That was a sorry excuse for account. Someone made a yeah. TikTok about us, and Pictionary Boy tagged us in the TikTok. And it's this fat fucking potato face who was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I think he did his own predictions and was way off. And he like <laughs> reacted to ours and called it the worst ever. Like that guy, is, his face is going to be plastered all over TBR later when I release this episode. Next comment. Eric Where's the from tattoo MH. Guy? Ah, it's funny you say that, Seth, because this is him. Yes. <laughs> Eric from MH says the Eagles get more wins than the Giants. I'll tattoo them on me. Buddy, I wouldn't have commented that if I were you. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. So like I said on yesterday's episode, I will pay for it anywhere in the country. I will fund it. I will fly you out to Boston. I will fly myself out to wherever. You can pick the tattoo shop. You can pick the area of your body that it goes on. All I ask is I pick the tattoo. That's it. That's all I ask. In return, I I will handle everything for you, guy. I get to pick what you have tattooed on your body permanently for the rest of your sad, sorry little life. <laughs> Next. So we will be the DMing same name as this me. guy and, you know. Yeah. We, yeah, we'll and keep and if you're listening to this on the Instagram, if you're listening to this, spam Eric from underscore MH and tell him that he needs to stick to his word and get a tattoo. Okay. Risley Brendan, cool name, says... I'm just wondering what made you put the Giants below the Eagles, Bengals, and Raiders. Uh, Eagles, Bengals, and Raiders. Well, I mean, other than the fact that they ended up getting five and six less wins than all of those teams. (laughs) Were you dropped on your head as a child? Like, what the fuck? Like, all those teams were better than the team that you were riding. God. 585 underscore Mar, the Raiders, three laughing emojis. What about the Raiders? 585 underscore Mar, they just made the fucking playoffs. Next, Chance Happy Four. If the Giants only win four games this year, I will buy every one of my followers a jersey. This guy's lucky that he doesn't have Jack for followers because if we had made this claim, we would be going deep into our pockets. But let's say he did. A, I doubt he would follow through with it because this is definitely some 14-year-old pussy who doesn't have any money to his own name. And B, I doubt that he would ever in a million years sign his name to something so legitimate like that to believe in the Giants getting more than four wins. No sane person actually thought the Giants were going to be anything more than they were this year. Like, you had to actually be delusional. You had to literally be delusional if you thought the Giants were going to be better than they were this year. Next, Julian Casciano said, can someone give me a reason why the Giants would only win four games this season? I don't know, Julian. Very How about every Giants fucking reason in the book? Here. I know, right? Here's another one. XY Juju. Four wins or less for the Giants. I want what y'all smoking on. It's called the truth, buddy. It's called the truth. Face it. test both of us, and I guarantee you it comes back clean. 
Next, YK Srufats underscore Hayon underscore 79. I think this is the Nebraska football player, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it? I think this is him. I'm pretty sure it is. He goes, how you going to think Cowboys and Eagles get 9 to 10? Washington only gets 7 to 8, and Giants get less than four wins, LaMafo. How are the Giants getting worse? Makes no sense, LOL. This is just, this is the best line ever. This is just another example of dumb casuals not actually knowing anything about ball and just basing predictions off of stupid narratives and past performance. Just goes to show anyone can have an Instagram page and call themselves analysts. This is the best thing ever because I watched every single Nebraska football game this year and this guy didn't even fucking stand up off of the bench. It just goes to show you that anyone can be severely overweight and live in the Midwest and get a tryout walk-on contract at a failing Big Ten university. Fucking moron. (laughs) Like, he was just completely wrong given the fact that, if I remember correct, so what were the teams that he listed here? We so he said that how were how was how are the Eagles and the Cowboys going to get like nine and so, ten so plus? How, how, how were the Eagles and Cowboys going to get nine to ten? Well, let's see. He literally I was listed right about the, the Cowboys, <laughs> and you were under by one. You were correct about the Eagles. You were correct about Washington. You were correct about the Giants. You literally that was me. one of your three for four <laughs> divisions, and the only one you got wrong was the Cowboys barely by off, one, literally yeah. by one win. It's, I love that. First of all, he lists, he's like, how are the Eagles, how are the Cowboys and the Eagles going to finish here? And then Washington's going to finish here. And then the Giants are going to finish here. Like he listed the final division standings in order, like exactly how we predicted it. It was like, how is this possible? Secondly, the fact that not only did he say that that was wrong, but he went as far as to say that we don't deserve to have an account and don't deserve. First of all, I don't and, think and that wants, we're casuals who don't understand. Yeah, we're casuals football. who don't. Not football, Seth. Just ball. Not football. Which is, ball. Which is weird. Nobody calls football <laughs> ball. Ball means basketball. Thank you. Wait, you you're not going to watch any ball tonight, Seth? <laughs> first of all, ball never once. <laughs> never once have we come on this podcast and claimed to be analysts. We're two fucking no. morons who have a podcast. That's what we've always been. <laughs> I've never been like, oh, I'm an NFL analyst. Like, I've never once claimed to be an analyst. No, I don't we're two people casual. who watch a lot of football who we love, have sport, brains. love to talk about <laughs> and like, like to give predictions on it. We don't, <laughs> I, just, I, I just love that he not only had to like say the prediction was wrong, but go as far to say, like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Like, just go show you anyone can have an Instagram account. And it's like, Guy, maybe maybe you shouldn't have an Instagram account. Maybe maybe I am an analyst. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, that's my new title. I'm no longer Brendan Ouellette podcast co-host. I am Brendan Ouellette analyst. From here on out, just call me analyst. Next, James Wilson 27 says, explain to me why the Giants are four and under. There's a lot of New York fans in this. Holy shit. So they got way better. Galladay, Rudolph. I can't even pronounce this name. Jackson, Tony, all added to the roster. Saquon is back. That aged well because Saquon played like 48 minutes all season. Yeah, he played terrible. (laughs) Also, I'm assuming assuming the one that you can't pronounce is their rookie defensive player who's like realistically Ojolari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So Ojolari was at least at midseason was probably the second or third best defensive rookie in the NFL. 
but it was like Micah Parsons and then 50 feet of crap and then the next guy. Like it wasn't really close. So, Seth, look this word up for me. Continuity. Um, I want a definition. Okay. I was like, I can define it, and I'm pretty sure that you know the definition of it, but you want the exact definition. I want the Webster's Dictionary definition. Okay. I don't... Well, here we go. Merriam-Webster. Uninterrupted connection, succession, or union. An uninterrupted duration or continuation, especially without essential change. Okay, so, I don't know, I guess this is right. So he says all of that, and then he makes a compound sentence and says, continuity with the defense, comma, offensive continuity in the system alone will make the offense better. I don't well, there think, wasn't continuity with the offense because they added all the they added that you change. just mentioned. And yeah. I don't think you can rope sentences together with the word continuity. Like he used it as a verb. No, it was, it, it was, yeah, he should have said period. Then the continuity or like there needed to be words in between. He was like, like he said like continuity with the defense. It's like, no, I, I think you needed to say like this combined with the defense. Yeah. Continuity is not a verb. I don't know. And there's a lot more from this guy though. Don't worry. They got a lot better this off season. They have an easier schedule this year too, which is just blatantly false. Uh, last season's schedule was harder. I mean, I, I, I would assume that if you're saying this was easier than last is harder, didn't, didn't need to say that. Um, and they still went six and 10. If anything, I see them going seven to 10 at the lowest, but a fully healthy giants team. How can that go four wins and under seriously? Don't even say because Daniel Jones is the quarterback because teams have had bad quarterback play and still won games. Giants in 2016 had a bad offense. Their defense carried them to the wild card, not to mention our young top 10 defense. Yes, top 10, it's only getting better. Well, it got vastly more worse. So. You didn't need to say more worse, vastly worse. Vastly worse, whatever. Oh, and Um, he's not done. So (laughs) let's check check our statistics here on the defense. Points against – uh, by the way, all statistics for this are provided by Pro Football Reference, the single greatest. Uh, um, no free ads. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> New York Giants. Would you like to take a guess here? Were they over? So, so, so over 15, sorry, over 16, meaning were they in the bottom 16 in points allowed? as in they gave up the 16 fewest or under 16, meaning the 16 to one, 16 highest. The latter. Points. Yeah. So they were 10th in points allowed this year. Um, let's check the yardage. Total yardage. They gave up the 12th most yards this year. Oh, good um, job. Let's see. Takeaways. They ended up with the... Where y'all at? 18th fewest takeaways. So they ended up with like the fit 14th most takeaways, which like really not great. Like it's not terrible, like middle of the pack. Um, let's see. Passing yards. I'm just going to assume that they were shitty in. Um, unless it was just a rushing defense that sucks this year. 18, so t- 14, literally a top half defense. I will give you top half. But top 10 
And I, I'd struggle and to only get getting better. And only I'd getting better. <laughs> I would struggle to give you top 10. If they're top 15, if they were lucky. Right. I mean, just absolutely terrible year. 16th in touchdowns uh, passing. They were eighth most rushing yards allowed. Um, literally dead middle of the pack in rushing touchdowns allowed. Like top 10, really top 10. Is this your 11 and a half sack man? Is this your defense? That's the one guy I remember. There was one guy who was like, they have the best defense ever because they have one guy who had 11 and a half sacks last year. I was like, one guy with 11 and a half sacks does not make a defense. Sure enough, literally a middle-of-the-pack defense. Washington football team was better. I don't know if it was defensively if they were better, but they were But they just were. (laughs) Well, let's see. They gave up. They gave up more points by a whopping uh, 18 points. They also they, were they, missing their best defender for practically they, the whole This is season. true. This is, this is also true. Um, let's see. They gave up. But the Giants had a double-digit sack man, l- and they were a top 10 defense. <laughs> less than 100 more yards. Like, they were both right around the same. I mean, that's I just the NFC East for you. I love how he's like, oh, we won six games last year. It's like. Yeah, but you were in the NFC East. Yes. Which was the worst division in football. So, like, don't, yes. don't sit here and tell me, like, you were better last year because you weren't. Also, Washington football team had a top 10 rushing defense. Good for them without Chase Young, too. So, yeah, they um, gave up the eighth fewest rushing yards. So, Mr. James Wilson is not done. Um, he's, he is, he's moved on from the Giants and would now like to nitpick something else. He finishes off his rant with LMFAO. This account is a joke. Nine to 10 wins for the Eagles. Pathetic. Watch football. I did, James Wilson. You know what I watched? I watched the Eagles win nine games this year, you fucking squid. So why don't you go and watch football? You know what else I watched? I watched the Giants win four games this year. You fucking octopus. Never comment on this page again. Thank you. Next, Chris Labella. It's not even just quarterback and the Eagles getting nine to 10 wins. Bruh, that's insanity. Crazy, right? The Eagles getting nine to 10 wins is crazy. It would never happen on this planet in a million years. Would Literally never, never could have happened. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's possible. So dumb. Here's Mets Network. I don't know if this is a friend of yours or not. <laughs> I know it's not, but. I think I, is this, the, did I respond to this guy saying that it couldn't probably. be worse than the Mets? I responded to someone through the TBR account saying, it's got to be well, this one then can't be worse than the Mets and then in parentheses coming from a Mets fan it probably is I screenshotted all of these and cropped them so I can't see the responses that we mm-hmm. had but uh so Mets Network says lol you're not wrong oh yeah so you must have said something about the Mets yes yeah. lol you're not wrong but how the fuck do you have the Eagles winning nine to ten games and the Giants losing less games than last year when we improved even more and we got Galladay and we're getting Saquon back and we have a top 10 to 15 defense. So he was right about the top 10 to 15. That was, that was the, uh, like roughly right. There's 30 <laughs> teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw a dart in a board. And it was like, all right, are they going to be above the 16 line or below? Oh, above. Okay. That's just <laughs> no. 
Warren Beyer says Giants getting at least seven wins. How'd that one work out for you, Warren? Probably not too Did good, not right? Happen. Pride Graphics, this is my guy. This is the one, this is the guy who got under my skin. This is the worst set. I think he was trying to say worst or worstest. This is the worst set rankings list I have ever fucking seen. Delete your account and never post again. Maybe do some fucking research before you show something stupid. The Giants continue to be the most underrated team in the league. Did that go how you thought it would, Pride Graphics? Probably fucking not. We didn't delete the account. The Giants weren't the most underrated team in the league. They won four games. You suck. My team's in the playoffs. Your team's not. Go to bed. How about you delete your account? Did that go how you thought it would? I doubt it. Isha Banak says, this might be the worst rankings I've seen yet. Giants and Broncos under four wins. Okay, we, the Broncos were above four wins, but the Giants weren't. Eagles nine to 10, six, we, six wins would be a great season for the Eagles, LOL. Well, then I guess they had a phenomenal season because they got nine. Boom. Cook Witta E says, Pats with 11 to 13 is truly laughable. Listen, they got 10 but they easily could have gotten like yeah, they 14. E- easily <laughs> could have, yeah, they easily could have had 14. When you look back at the schedule, like they were very close in a lot of games. They should have beaten the Dolphins at least one time. Like, I, I mean, you look at the, it's like they could have beaten the Dolphins at least one time. They should have, they could have beaten the Bucks. The they Bucks, should have beaten the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Um, and then the who Bills. else am I missing here? Well, I mean, Bills is, you know, whatever, but there Colts. should be one more in there. Colts, there we go. There's your four wins, and all of a sudden, the 14-win team. Boom. There it is. Next. Um, yeah, I'm him. This was great because he commented the same thing twice back-to-back. Yes. He goes, who the fuck thinks the Eagles going to get nine wins? Oh, I remember Dead this emoji. guy. He said it differently <laughs> the second time. You really think the Eagles going to get nine wins? Dead emoji. I like how he changed his wording but kept the same emoji. Very unique yes. on his part. Very unique. Yes. Um, and yes, I really thought the Eagles were going to get nine wins. And yes, they really did. Yeah. Jake World says Giants under four. LOL, what y'all smoking? Let me hit that. What's astonishing to me is that that one got 27 likes. So 27 other human beings with brains inside their skulls actually appreciated that comment and liked it. So that means that there's 28 of you total, unless you liked your own comment and you have no stones that are fucking morons and don't know anything about football. Next, Duffmaster Flex 74. So a team that is facing an easier schedule with a better team equals two less wins? That makes no sense. Well, it makes perfect sense if you watch the fucking NFL. He goes, not to mention, how did the Eagles get worst but get more wins? I don't know, man. Explain to me how it works. Because, yeah, they did. And, yeah, they did get more wins. And yeah, the Giants got better on paper. And yeah, they got worse and got less wins. I don't know. It's the NFL. You explain it to me. I was right. You're wrong. Those are the comments that I chose to highlight. There's a lot more like that, but I thought that those were the best of the bunch of all fucking 500 of them. So there you yep. go. That's, that's all I've been wanting to do for months now is that. And I will not let these people hear the end of it. I really won't. Like this is, I'm sorry if you follow us on Instagram, but it is going to be a thunderstorm of posts about this for the next week. I'm sorry. I mean, it's yeah. Going it's, to be. You just have to. The thing with it too is, is just like, like I just remember 
the mind, like the state of mind I was in after that, when we spent all of that time, I mean, there's like 500 comments on that post and we responded to at least 350 of them, if not yeah. more, right? Like we responded to tons of those. And I remember just getting flooded with the notifications, just like going through and going through and responding and people being like, you're retarded, you're idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. Delete your accounts, like kill you, like all these things. Like, and I just remember being like, holy fuck, maybe I am an idiot. And like feeling like shit for like two days. And then all of a sudden I was like, dude, like this is getting ridiculous. And then you being like, overconfident in all of your picks. I was like, wait a minute. I did my research. <laughs> I watched football. I pay attention. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. And then at that point, I just started responding to everyone with, you know, like if anyone would just post, like, delete your account and be like, all right, thanks, will do. Like, and would yeah. just like be like that to everyone and just be like, yeah, you know, we weren't going to delete the account, but now that you specifically said that we should delete our account, we'll delete the account. Right. Like, I'm just like responding like that and just having fun with it. And then once the season got started, like completely forgot about it. And then as we got closer to the end of the season, it was apparent that like we were going to be mostly correct about these things. And like, granted, you know, te- like being dead on, we were, you know, half or less than half, but like in general, we were very close on all of these teams and even just being 50% and being as close as we were, like, it's completely like it, there was no reason for people to be like, you know, you guys suck your casuals. You have no idea what you're talking about because if we had no idea what we were talking about, well, every single pick that we would have had would have had to have been three or four tiers away. When in reality, there was one pick that was three tiers away. Everything else was one or two. Like we're talking a difference of two or three wins in, in a lot of cases, one win. Yeah. Right. Which is really like in an NFL season, like really isn't that ridiculous to be off. Like one or two wins to be off by that is not a significant amount at all. And I think it's ironic that like we were like called out for being like casuals or whatever when it's like in reality, it's like you're a casual. Like a lot of people said like the casual thing to say is like, oh, the Chiefs are going to like go undefeated. The Bucks are going to go undefeated. Like the two teams that were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, people, big people ripped us for saying that the Chiefs were going to end up in the 11 to 13 category and where did they end up smack dab in the fucking middle of it? Right. Uh, like that's the thing. It's like the casual thing, like what we were getting called out for is like in reality, what people were was like yep. not seeing these teams and these players for what they were. A lot of people think that good NFL players are good because their name carries weight. It's why Chase Claypool is like so popular and Juju Smith-Schuster. Like I've said this before, if you were to ask, like a casual NFL fan, like who's the best, who are some of the best wide receivers in the game right now, right? You'd hear like Juju and Odell and Claypool, you know, because they don't like watch the NFL like we do. I watch every single game. Like I watch Red Zone every single Sunday, even when the Patriots are playing, I have Red Zone on because I like to watch all the games. Like I know, like it's just like, if you're a casual fan, you live on social media and you don't actually watch all the games and you don't, take stock into these players and these offenses and these defenses and these play calls and these coaches and, and the schemes and the system for what it actually is. You just, you just live on social media and you watch highlights and like you recognize names and you think that because you can recognize a name and recognize a face that that automatically means that that player must be good. Like when in reality, like I live rent head in your, I just said rent head. What a fucking rent free in your head. 
I live rent free in your head and I watch every single football game and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So like, I don't know. I've been waiting so long to do this and it feels so good. It's so good to see really? people that it wasn't just like people said like, Oh, you were wrong. It was like, you're not going to be right about this. And then to see it exactly come to fruition is the greatest feeling in the world. So do we have credibility now? Like, come on. Like when we do this next year, are we going to get equally well, as much hate for it? I mean, we'll probably get equally as much hate, but it's, it, it's also important. Like, I mean, we're going to post a graphic at some point this week with, you know, the stats and stuff. Like we'll probably post like our predictions and then we'll say like the results, like with the stats and stuff. And then we'll also post the results of the yearly pick em. And assuming that our win percentages haven't changed much since the last time we had posted the records, I don't, have you done the calculation yet? I'm up to like week 16. Okay. So we're close. Um, but <clears throat> our win percentages were around 70% anyway, right? Like you don't just get 70% of the games, right. Being an idiot. Right. No. And again, like if you were a casual fan, like you could look at a game like the Buccaneers and Saints and be like the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. So like they're going to win when in reality, the tight actually, no, a better um, example for this is the clip that I just posted on Instagram, which is the Jags and the Colts is like, I mean, obviously like you picked the Colts, like a lot of people did. I'm not saying everyone who picked the Colts is a casual, but a, right. you know, casual fans would look at that game and be like, the Colts are better than the Jaguars. So I'm going to pick the Colts because their record is better. When in reality, the Colts haven't won a game in Jacksonville in eight years that was a spoiler game for the Jaguars. And like, arguably the Colts are not that much better than the Jaguars on paper. So, right. you know, looking at that game, like a casual fan would have just been like, Oh yeah, like the better team's going to win. And I think that's what a lot of people in the comments were just like, Oh yeah, the better team is going to be better, but it's like, Hey, go game by game and take a look at different stats and trends and players who you know play perform really well against a certain team but not a lot of people were taking that into account like we didn't just look at these games and go like oh i think this team's gonna win i went through game by game there's a app it's the same app that we did uh, website rather that we did the simulations on yesterday i went through game by game and i sim i didn't simulate for this one this app has a few different features it has one where you can pick the winners of each game in every week of the NFL season. And then it'll take you all the way through the season and see like how the divisions rank. So like without you knowing what the divisions are. So it's like non-biased kind of. So you're just mm. straight up picking who you think is going to win on a week by week basis. And I did that. And when I was looking at it, I was like, all right, let's take a Patriots versus um, who's a team that we beat that we played really well against this year. Chargers. Sure. Patriots and Chargers. I was like, all right. Let's take a look at this. The Chargers are a less experienced, have the worst coach. The Patriots, the Chargers have a better run attack probably, but the Patriots defense got a lot better. Um, and especially our edge rushers, we upgraded at that position. So I feel like this team is going to shut down the Chargers. And I feel like our offense can stay with their high-flying offense enough so that we'll probably win this game by like three or something like that. Like, I would do that for every single game. I sat down for, like, two straight days and compiled all my predictions by doing that. I wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I like the Patriots, so they're going to win. It was like, no, let's take a look yeah. at what might actually happen here. I literally sat down. When we did our predictions, I literally sat down with every single team. I mean, you, we did it on the podcast. Right. We literally sat That's there the other thing and is No one cared to listen to the show. 
<laughs> exactly. We looked through every single individual team's schedule and we're like, okay, the Broncos, they played this team. I think they're – they played the Chiefs, right? I think they lose to the Chiefs. And clearly, like, that was the – you know, it, it's it, – it was ridiculous that people thought that we didn't take our time or look through it. Um yeah, it's it, no one cared to listen to the podcast. It's like an hour and a half long yeah. show where we went, you know, team by team, division by division, game by game, and nobody cared to, you know, even listen to our defenses for why, which is why we had to go and, you know, respond to all those comments. And I loved responding to the comments. Even, you know, some of them were a little outlandish, but there were a lot of people, like, I'll give credit where credit's due. There are a lot of people who were like, hey, like, curious as to why you think this is going to happen. They weren't dicks about it. Like delete your page, kill yourself. They were like, Hey, like what, why do you think this is going to happen? Like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. It's a difference of opinion, but like, let's talk about football. Cause it's fun. Like that was the whole right. point of the, uh, this whole point of this podcast, you know, it's like, Hey, no, I don't think everything I say on this podcast is right. A lot of it is opinion. Uh, and I don't expect everybody to listen to this podcast to have the same opinion as me, but like, let's talk about it. You know, like, why not? So, yeah, I don't know. It was a great season. Uh, tons of fun. I, this NFL season was really fun. I'm super excited for the playoffs, especially because our team is in it. And it's like, puts a little more weight into, uh, you know, watching. Like, I, I'll watch football until I die. But it's better when the Patriots are playing, too. Like, that's just, there's no arguing that. So, we'll do more podcasts about the playoffs and playoff predictions as the week goes on and we get closer. But yep. we do have a national championship game tonight. Not the national championship that we wanted, but the national championship that we're getting. Um, and we'll give out some quick picks for this game because this is going to be a lot of fun to bet because these are two high-flying SEC offenses uh, and two very well-coached teams that we all knew were probably going to be here at the end of the year. So we'll give out some picks. Uh, what do you like? Well, I like Alabama I was feeling like they had a really solid chance of winning this game. I think it's really hard to beat Nick Saban twice in a year. Um, and so I was feeling like it was going to be their shot. And then, you know, the uh, the chicken on TikTok picked Alabama to win. And then I was like, well, I mean, I feel like I have to pick Alabama now. Um, so... I, I do we think this is going to be a high scoring game? I would assume so, right? I yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be a decently high scoring game. The over under set at 52 and a half. I would probably take the over on that. Um, but I'm feeling pretty confident in Alabama to win it. I would feel very confident about the over. It's just this is a year where, like, honestly, I haven't been able to watch a lot of college football so. I don't know who to expect to score. Like yeah, this isn't this like isn't like last scores, year where yeah. like I knew all of the guys who were like big and like leading the team. Like I knew who Najee Harris was all year long. I knew who De, um Devonta Smith was. I knew who Mac Jones was. Like I knew who these guys were. And this year I just I haven't had the time to pay attention to it enough to watch that. I like Bryce Young's over three fourteen and a half passing yards. I think that he gets over that just because that's how Alabama always is. Yeah. Um, and I take him over two and a half passing touchdowns as well. That's plus one twenty. I like that. I have that. Yeah, I love the plus money plays tonight, and I'm glad that they are over two and a half passing touchdowns. Seems very doable for him. I would hammer that at plus money. Alabama money line being plus money. 
is interesting to me because they're the defending national champions. They won the SEC championship against this very team two weeks ago. I think they're the better team overall. Um, but for some reason, Georgia's favored in this game. And for the life of me, I, I don't understand why. Alabama's the higher seed in the CFP. But for some reason, Georgia's still favored. So, like, is Alabama money line free money? It might be. I, I think Alabama wins this game for, for sure. We've seen this movie far too many times before. I would hammer yeah. that money line. Like I said, I like Bryce Young over two and a half passing touchdowns. I also like Alabama team total over 24 and a hook. I think they easily get four touchdowns today, especially if Bryce Young throws three passing touchdowns. That's already 21 points. So yeah. a rushing score, aside from his three passing touchdowns, gets you there. Um, a couple field goals gets you there. I, I, I think this game for both teams is going to be in the 30s. So I like the over. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to play it because I guess Alabama came out and just kind of played a trap game against Cincinnati uh, and kept it relatively low scoring. Um, and I guess you could say Georgia did the same thing against Michigan, but they didn't have to put up that many points. Right. You know? So I, I would expect a lot higher scoring of a game in this, in this game tonight. So I like the over. I, wouldn't, I don't think I'm going to bet on it. Maybe I'll change my mind. But as of right now, I'm more on the I'm, – I'm just everything Alabama. Yeah, so right now, Alabama money line plus Bryce Young to get 320 or more passing yards is plus 310. And then that same thing, but if you drop it down to 295 or more is plus 230. I'm probably going to take the 295 just for – safety sake like what, yeah. i don't really care about the extra you know 80 on the line um and then for some reason you can't same game like when you go into the same game it doesn't have his touchdowns up so i'm probably just going to straight bet them money line and his touchdowns i like that i like that yeah I don't know. I'll probably run some props too as we get closer to game time. But for, eh, you know, I'm up after yesterday. I'm not trying to. Um, I'm calling waste. tails on the um, the toss. It was tails for both of the overtime games yesterday. You're right. It was <clears throat> interesting. I think that the the I can't like take tails thing? on the toss though. I don't think isn't, I have it. Isn't there like a thing? Um, with like the way you flip a coin, like whichever side is up or something when you first so flip it. Technically it's, I, I actually, I don't know if there's a thing with whichever side is up. Um, but uh, there is a thing with like quarters, for instance, um, so, uh, because of the way they're carved out. Um, I think there's more weight technically on the heads side than there is on the tail side. And so technically tails is more likely to end up up. So it depends on how you do your flip, right? If you do your flip like they do in the NFL where they flip it up and let it land on the ground, then that is more likely to end up tails. But if they do the flip where they flip it up, catch it, and then flip it onto the other hand, then it's more likely to end up heads. Yeah, I don't know. I just I was watching I forget, I think it was Roethlisberger's overtime game, and I saw the flip and I was like, huh. I've never thought about the flip before as being like a factor. But I was like, there's there's probably a way to throw the flip. Throw the flip. 
to sabotage the flip. I mean, sure. Theoretically, there probably is. Speaking of um, sabotage and refs, before we end the podcast, I would just like to go on a quick rant about pass interference calls and roughing the passer calls. Oh, yes. They're getting out of hand. They're they are. really getting out of hand. Pass and I don't say this as a... I don't say it as a Pats fan. I say this as an NFL fan. I mean, it's, it's been an issue all year long. There have been a bunch of them. Like, um, oh, I'm trying to think. There was one of them that I had noticed um, in one of the other games where I watched it and I was like, that really shouldn't be. Like, it wasn't even a Patriots game. Um, but, yeah, the Judon one where he literally just, like, has his arm around his chest. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Pass interference calls, like, they've been better about them, I feel like. But still, like, there were a couple of calls where you're just standing there watching it and you're like – like, in the Raiders game, th- there was a one where the ball was literally, like, on the other side of the end zone and the guy's in the middle of the end zone and they called pass interference. Now, granted, the defender tackled him. So there should have been a penalty, but it shouldn't have been pass interference. Like, it should have been a hold or it should yeah, have been – I don't something. have like, a I'm, problem with if, – if it's pass interference – Yes, I don't have a problem with throwing the flag. I'm not saying get rid of the call, but no, obviously, it but like, like it's inconsistent. Yeah. Um, they need to fix the taunting. That stuff's crazy. Um, like you can literally just stand there and, and look, look at, at the guy and and get called for it. Like it's <laughs> so bad. Everyone's been complaining about it all year. I'm honestly surprised they didn't make a mid-year change to fix it. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just seems like with pass interference, we're at the point where every pass attempt that goes over 20 yards that's incomplete, flag down, pass interference, and it's an automatic first down. And and I that's not an exaggeration. Every pass attempt that's over 20 yards that's incomplete is all of a sudden pass interference. Even mm-hmm. if there's the slightest bit of contact, it seems like the referees are looking to throw flags on deep balls. Another thing, I think there's far too many reactionary calls being made. And we saw it in that Chargers and Raiders game last night. The Chargers shouldn't have even been close to tying that game because they got bailed out by the refs on like two or three straight fourth and third downs where they yep. threw incomplete passes and drew defensive holds, pass interferences. I said this to my dad as we were watching the game, the Pats game last night, um, and there was a pass interference call late in the fourth quarter against the Pats. I looked at him and I said, if it's the first quarter, 0-0, you think that flag gets thrown on that play? And he was like, absolutely not. I think that these yeah. refs think that they can make themselves a part of the game and they can throw these flags that change the outcome of the games. And like, don't for one second say it doesn't change the outcome because it does. The Brandon Bolden roughing the kicker, runner, whatever, the illegal hit on the fake punt yesterday. Never in my life have, a, have I seen a flag get thrown for no contact. <laughs> yeah. The, when, when you have Gene Steratore, the in-house rules analyst, come on the air and say – that's not the call I would have made, then you fucked up. Gene yep. Steratore is a walking legend. Whatever yes. he says goes. So if he says it's a bad call, it's a bad call. And Gene mm-hmm. said it was a bad call. So like, Gene, I'm with you, buddy. Like, where did we go wrong? What happened? I, that was the most ridiculous play. First of all, you're in such a tough position if you're Brandon Bolden there. It's fourth and Yeah, three. he has to make a play. He's got to make a play. It's fourth and three. And he's a fucking running back. He's not expected to know how to tackle properly. Exactly. Yeah. 
and you have a punter who's running the ball straight at you, who, by the way, made no attempt to slide until the very end, looked the whole way like he was going to go for that first down marker and do a head first dive, which in that case would have been totally legal for Brandon Bolden to make contact. All of a sudden, as soon as Brandon Bolden starts to initiate that, that forward lunge towards him to make that contact and stop him short of the line, this guy goes for the slide. And as he goes for the slide, Brandon Bolden visibly holds up and puts his arms like up and back as to not make contact with his head and barely gets his shoulder, barely gets his shoulder, not even his head. And then as soon as the guy comes up short and the referees are like, oh shit, it's a fake punt. It's a big play. Everybody's all excited. He didn't get it. Boom. Flag out 15 yard penalty, automatic first down. You're going that way just gifted the Dolphins the win. No, I don't think the Patriots played well enough to win that game. They made a lot of mistakes, but it was apparent that there were definitely some reactionary calls being made in that game. There were some very bad calls in that game, like really bad. Uh, and, and yes, some of them were on the Patriots, like lining up under the center on that punt. Oh, my God. Guy, that uh, was Lawrence Guy. Guy Lawrence. Lawrence Guy. Like, that's just a mistake. Like, that's just a mental mistake that you can't make, right? Yeah, you could see the freaking special teams coordinator was pissed. He pulled a Brady and, like, threw the tablet. He was like, how does that happen? Exactly. Yeah, like, that's just a mistake that you can't make. But then again, like, there were some missed calls. Like, I thought the Dolphins were offsides a few times and they didn't call it. I thought that there were some false starts on the Dolphins that they didn't call. Um, that punt, oh, for example, the Mac that Jones looked, false start. The Mac what Jones false that? start was bull. Well, okay. Well, first of all, that's just they they had no intention of running a play there. Like yeah. I, I've, yeah, they had no intention, and of they a play. should have run but a play that, there, and they didn't. Yeah, like they they should have gone. Let's say you go for it on fourth down there and get three. But I'm not counting the lateral touchdown that they scored at the very end of the game on the schoolyard play. That's a tie game. Yeah. Like, I think the Patriots lost by three yesterday. I don't think they lost by 10. I think they lost by three. No, they didn't. That last touchdown doesn't count, right? No, obviously that last touchdown doesn't count. Hey, you go for it on fourth. Oh, also, that was a horrible spot. That fourth down, he got the first down. Like, which one? Got the first down. The one where they reviewed it and then said, and then corrected the spot and then didn't move it to where they said they were going to move it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bullshit. Yeah. Okay, so this is a he landed, situation. His arm, his arm was on like the bottom of the five of the fifty. Right. That's and where the bottom like, of the you could five see. is the forty nine. <laughs> right. So you could see on the TV because he landed on the fifty. He's in the his his arm comes down like in the crux of the five, which would be the forty nine yard line. So they review it. And they actually reverse the call and they say the runner was six inches further than we initially spotted him. And then they Which didn't move the ball six. six first yeah. of all, it was more than six inches, but they didn't even move the ball six inches. My dad and I are sitting there like, did they move the ball? It didn't look it's, like it looked like it he should have been and then put it down. <laughs> it was at minimum, at minimum, it was another football length forward. Also, at how minimum. did they know it was six inches from the video replay? Why was yeah, it that why, specific? Well, why is it that? Yeah. It and why do like, how can you measure six inches? inches by just picking the ball up and putting it down yeah exactly if you were gonna go that route then buddy you better have a ruler on that field and move that ball six inches because he was definitely that was the fourth and inches one where they got the false start yep 
Yeah. So you give him that first down, and I think they go down and at least get a field goal, if not a touchdown. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm not a big believer in blame the rest for the outcome of the game because you didn't play well. I don't think the Patriots played well. There were a lot of mistakes that were made. Mac Jones shouldn't have thrown a pick six. They came out flat. This team can't overcome deficits. Yes, that's all right. But that was horrible officiating last night, and I was pissed. Cool. I was so I, – I texted Carp, and I said – I am so ready to throw my phone through the TV right now. I was irate. Like, yeah. The fact that they went to video review, reversed the call, and then didn't carry out the action that they said they were going to. Oh, the runner was six inches shorter than we initially marked him. Let's not move it six inches closer. <laughs> and yeah. he was, it, was way, it was a couple yards, just a joke. So if this team gets fucked by the refs in the playoffs, which they definitely will, you'll hear about it from me. Guaranteed. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, yeah. So, we're, we have a bunch of content coming up. We do. Starting tonight, I will be defeating Will it now. I'm probably going to get my ass whooped. I don't um, play that much Madden, so. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, so, we are playing, actually playing the game. So, you, if you pay attention to our Instagram, you've seen our simulation that went up. It was controversial for sure. I think the simulation's whack, personally. Um, do I really want it to end up that way? Yes, because if it does, the Patriots end up playing, playing the, Raiders. the Raiders in the second at round. Home. <laughs> at home. Wait, no, it's not at home. Yeah, we're higher seed. No, we're not. The Raiders are the five. The Raiders play Cincinnati. How are the Raiders the five seed? Fuck that. So we'd have to play that, in Vegas? That's why, that's why we're playing the Bills. Oh, the Bills are the three seed? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because the Bengals lost. The Bills are a higher seed, yeah. Um, so it, if, if we played, you know, we, we'd end up playing the Raiders in the second round, which I would much rather play the Raiders in Vegas, honestly, than the Titans. Um, and then end up, you know, hopefully the Steelers pull off another upset, and then we can beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship game at home. Um, but yeah, so like, it's a wild simulation, but now what we're doing is we're going to stream the two of us playing probably, what, five-minute quarters? Like, we're not going to do ridiculously Yeah, we'll do five minutes. Um, we're going to do a coin flip, and I'll be, you know, or, or like, I don't know if we're going to have someone pick it or, like, what we're we going to do. We should probably pick it we, beforehand we'll, we'll so that I'm, we have an equal amount of home and away games because that matters. Do you think? Probably. I say, I say every game, I am heads, your tails. And then we flip it, and whoever it lands on is the higher seed. Right? So, like, that. I might just do like a random number generated before. Or do so that. We yeah. yeah. Well, so either way, we're going to randomly assign the teams, and then we're going to play out the schedule. So, tonight, we're going to play the. Um, what is it? Is it the Raiders-Cincinnati game first and the Patriots? Yeah, I, po- I posted them in order on the Instagram. So that's yeah, the so it's, it's Raiders. And we're going to play Raiders in Cincinnati and Patriots-Bills tonight. And then tomorrow night, we're, so tonight is Monday. Uh, yeah. And then tomorrow night, Tuesday, we're going to play um, – oh, I don't know what those games are. We're going to play Bucks, the first two Eagles, games. Cowboys-Niners, and then Wednesday would be Chiefs-Steelers-Rams-Cardinals. There you go. So there, there's your three out. And then we'll probably I, – I would say that we'll likely do um, 
the same thing for every round. Um, granted, like at some point I'm going to end up at school while we're doing it. Um, yeah. And uh, you'll probably end up at school too while we're doing it. Um, probably not. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> well, when, when, when does the semester start? Yeah. I'm going back like January 30th. Oh my God. Yes. That's a long ass time. Jeez. <laughs> that is, that is a long time. I know. Um, but yeah, so expect a lot of content from us. Expect us to be really shitty at Madden at the start and then progressively get better. Cause well, we're people forget it. that like, I want a couple national championships on the sticks. So this is true. Well, what was the difficulty set at? Because I'm not playing this. For uh, not the playing highest on one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We have to play it at hall of fame because I actually, you know, I, I think when you play online, you can't change the quarters. And I don't think that you can change the difficulty either when you well, play Well, if you're online. playing against a friend, you should probably be able to. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens when we start it. I think it's just like a default set difficulty between both. It. Because there I is no on, difficulty. Online, online's difficulty when you do a random matchup is usually all-star, which is the second highest. So, like, that'll be fine. Anyway. Well, I mean, it's diff- difficulty is different, though, because it's not like you're playing against a computer. It's like you're playing well, against it, somebody it, else. Well, it matters in the sense of, like, if... Just like say I'm using the middle linebacker and then I throw it to where the corners are. Like that corner is going to cover better based on if it's all pro or hall of fame or rookie. Right. So there, there are different things that it affects. Cause like, obviously you can't be controlling all 11 guys on the field at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know, but I'm excited for that. It should be good content. Um, I think, the way to do it is a Zoom meeting and then screen share Elgato, the game capture. Right? Right. So, it, uh, well, I mean, we'll just screen share your game capture. Right. Yeah. And then we'll put, we'll do the same thing that we did for the pregame, probably, um, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and just and yeah, then I'll, we'll I'll post figure it out over or, the next or, couple hours. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be hard to stream from Zoom to Twitch or from Zoom to YouTube. Yeah, no, because I mean, we've done, we've done the like the Super Bowl stream we were able to do, and like I did all the the Boomer Oakley streams. Right, it shouldn't be any different. And then you'll just have to add in my window in like the bottom left. So like I'll be in the bottom left, you're in the bottom right, and then exactly that way. Yeah, I'll take the next couple hours to figure that out, and then. Yeah, I mean, I imagine we're gonna start at what, like five, six. I mean, like because it's gonna take us thirty-ish minutes at least for every game. Because the national championships at what eight? Eight. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do six o'clock tonight. Five, five o'clock might work better, actually. All right, we'll just do five. I've, yeah, we'll do five. We'll, if I do five. if I can figure it out in the next hour. If you can figure out by five, then we'll do it. At That's five. the goal. And if not, it'll be later. Than that. <laughs> yes. But yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 104. Not 105. 105 will be next, obviously, because we do this in order. Um, and yeah, we'll see you on the Philippity Flip side, everybody. Don't tell Bye. me this is all for nothing. I can only tell you one thing. On the nights you feel outnumbered, maybe I'll be out there somewhere. I see everything you can be. I see the beauty that you can.
that's yet to depart. There's still a song inside the halls in the dark.